1: Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today.
0: You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.
1: From KQED.
0: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Peace and love, y'all. Welcome to Right Nowish. I'm your host, Pandarvis Harshaw, here to facilitate a conversation about sexuality. Yeah, let's cut straight to it. Sex, that thing that brought us all to this planet. But in many cultures and community, it's somehow taboo to discuss publicly, especially for women, which makes no sense at all. Today's guest is a musician who's made it a point to flip the script on talking about sexuality, as well as nationality and race. Her name is Palivi, aka Fijiana. She's a rapper from Richmond, California, with Indo Fijian family roots. Her music is seductive and political, it's energetic and fun, it's sexual, and it slaps. You,
2: snack,
0: Fijiana tells us why it's important to openly discuss sexuality, the backlash from going against the norm, and how she's dealing with it all from checking internet haters to relishing in the support that she's gotten from her own father. All of that and more after we get through this door.
2: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and
1: NPR. while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
0: I want to talk to you about um, a song you posted three years ago now, uh, Identity.
2: Break that down for me. I live in Richmond and I was actually angry about gentrification. And it it, it actually translated into my anger about colonization you must be confused telling us that we too dark because for you I'm pretty nice usually mean, but if you talk about my people I might have to intervene I have a line that says telling us that we're too dark because the sun don't shine for you you know like constantly being villainized for being darker tones that hook was for me to say like I love being brown. It, it's what makes me so beautiful. It's what makes me so special. And I'm owning that. Let me make it clear we ain't talking about a race. we talking about a system that's always trying to erase the voices of the young oppressed until they fade. That's why we need to continue in order to create. I'm a brown bitch. Man. I'm Indo Fijian. And what happened was when African slavery became illegal, they started taking Indian people as indentured servants indentured like Huli people they didn't really have a choice like people try to make it seem like it they were literally kidnapped they were tricked they were being told that we have work for you in the next city Indian people were taken to a lot of different colonies all over the Caribbean and South Africa different spaces and Fiji was one of them and working in the most brutal conditions that I feel like indentured servant is just not a really good term for the system that we went through. But I, we also don't want to mix it in with the Atlantic slave trade because that is also very different.
0: As she says, after the abolition of the Atlantic slave trade, the British Empire set up a system of indentured servitude. It led to over one million people from India working for little or no pay in extremely harsh conditions all around the world. Starting in 1879 to 1919, Over 60,000 Indians were shipped to British sugarcane plantations in Fiji. While some were kidnapped, others signed misleading contracts to strip them of their freedom. Many didn't realize they were crossing an ocean, and some tried to jump ship when they saw India receding. In Fiji, they were met with inadequate food and poor living conditions. This exploitation generated revenue for the ruling class and further established a social hierarchy, the effects of which still linger to this day.
2: Indo-Fijians are still not accepted as Fijian people. Mm. And so I wasn't actually too aware of that until I released the song Identity and I got a lot of pushback from my own community that did not like the fact that I claimed I was Fijian.
0: You said a term that I wanted to make sure I'd, I'd, we addressed early on in this conversation.
2: The coolie term. It was It was a derogatory term that the British would use for Indian people, it was like, you know, negative connotation, like, oh, you're coolie. So you must not be like, like, you're you're less than. And it's a term that a lot of coolie people don't actually even like saying sometimes they don't want to even call themselves. But just like bitch, I feel like is like a term women kind of reclaim and say like, hey, like, you know what, I don't want a man to call me a bitch, but I'm gonna call myself a bitch. I'm gonna call my friends a bitch. But um, coolie is also like that to me, where I feel like, you tried to suppress me with this term but I I'm reclaiming it
0: this reclamation this taking terms taking ideas and flipping them on their head is something you've done recently as well um through a a song uh sanskari ho it's a it's a hell of a title what what does sanskari mean
2: so sanskari means traditional so it's it's it just it literally like translates to like someone that's traditional it's someone who's very like innocent and sweet and docile, like this this idea of this really perfect Indian woman the South Asian woman the one that you want to take home to your family close eyes name had taking a term like that and then putting like ho, it was meant to kind of say like I'm all of it if you look at Identity, my song Direction, and my song Sinskari Ho, like, they're so different. They talk about such different things. And I think that's important to me as an artist that people see me as human and know that like, I'm sexual, I'm spiritual, I'm political.
0: Tell me about the reaction that Sinskari Ho has been getting specifically on the TikTok.
2: As of right now, on TikTok, uh, a lot of people are not liking it. It's it's interesting because I, I'm seeing them say they don't like the song, which I think is a valid critique. Like, no one needs to actually like music, you know? Like, that's your opinion. But I think the way that I'm seeing the responses, it actually feels like it's a lot of misogyny wrapped into like, oh, this is trash. But not being able to really articulate that I'm feeling very uncomfortable, that. Someone like you is saying such profanity-centered lyrics. I had a comment on my video, someone was just like, You're gonna like reap the consequences, like Karma will get you. And I'm just like, Karma's gonna get me for being sexual? Like, I like don't understand. All of these men's mothers do it everyone's fucking you know like if you're here that's what's happening
0: it's the most basic human element
2: i'm just like damn like your mom sucked a lot of dick to get you here so like why are you <laughs> why are you tripping a am talking about
0: it it takes a lot it takes thick skin to deal with internet thugs who never have to see you face to face and will type the meanest stuff in the world right
2: yeah the internet i just feel like it doesn't leave a lot of space for nuance on the internet, people don't really process like the reasoning as to what well, their discomfort, you know? It just comes out as like, I don't like things and that's it. I'm Fijian, but I do come from the South Asian diaspora and India in particular. They have some of the highest rape cases in the world as well. The way that they treat women is insane. They have all these goddesses, but they don't respect the women walking down the street like you can't even walk down the street without getting catcalled, which in America it happens as well. You know,
0: one of the issues that you're taking, uh, taken by the reins and flipping on his head is this issue of the male gaze or centering, centering the male gaze and getting rid of that. How, how are you doing the inverse of that? I
2: have a song called Men With Money. I like men who provide. Like, I don't wanna be the ride or die and wait for you to get your life together. Like, I'm okay with liking men with money and I'm okay with moving in that way. I like men with money, men with money. I like men with money, men with money. I like and just like normalizing a lot of things that w- women tend to be demonized for that men seem to like get away with a lot. It's not just. Men that have all these like sexual desires and should be like walking around and leading their lives in that way. Like I also experienced that too. It
0: was funny, I was slapping the, the men with money track while I was driving around.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, love it. I don't fuck with broke boys, they corny. I swear your pop is too fat to ignore me. I'm not just the one, I'm the only
0: During a previous conversation, you mentioned to me you don't look at yourself as necessarily as a trailblazer. Um, You see that other women came before you. Who do you look to as like, who has done the work before you?
2: Black women have been doing this work for years, like before I ever did this, particularly in the space of hip hop. Artists, you know, like Lil Kim would just be like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm really sexual and I'm okay with that. And that's been a way to take autonomy back. in like a lot of male-dominated spaces. I'm still trying to learn how to navigate the space with as much integrity as I can um, because appropriation is very real.
0: I can appreciate the acknowledgement of, you know, the history and also understanding of who you are and where you stand in the midst of everything. And um, what beyond Bollywood, what other influences have you taken into your artistry?
2: I started like really getting into rap when my friend in high school told me I should start rapping Ladybug Mecca rap, her lines in um, cool like that. And I would just do that all the time. I think music and rap in particular has like helped me so much because I feel like I used to have a lot of deep like mental health issues. And. Rapping and writing in particular has made me very aware of my emotions. Now there's a certain level of awareness where I'll like objectively look at them and I'll write it down.
0: I'm wondering how has the Bay Area assisted you on your path to becoming an artist?
2: I don't think I'd be who I was without growing up in Richmond. It's interesting because like I there's a lot of problematicness in it as well. Because I think growing up too, like, I lived in a very predominantly Black and Latino community. And I think Black culture was actually, like, the dominant culture here growing up. You kind of see, like, yourself putting on caricatures and trying to act and emulate, like, the people in your community. And then growing up and realizing, like, whoa, like, there's anti-Blackness in acting that way as well. It's, it's interesting being ground in a very black and white country. I, I think about this a lot because, you know, there's a certain level of like code switching you have to do. People label it as talking white or talking black, but I, I think it's almost talking into whatever environment you're just in. But yes, there is there, a way where we can take it way too far and start emulating things that aren't even us when I started really understanding my Fijian heritage is when I started unpacking anti-Blackness that a lot of non-Black people have growing up in predominantly Black communities.
0: So in your music videos, I've seen that you incorporate aspects that seem like they're traditionally taken from Bollywood influence. Um, For people who can't see your work right now, Could you kind of paint the picture of how you've incorporated that into your visuals?
2: Personally, like Fijians, like we might even be more called to Bollywood because it's one of our biggest connections to India, you know, because we don't know where we're from in India, particularly like 90s, 80s actresses that, you know, were in the in the rain and the saris, like being so sexual, like I... I took that and I like really embraced it and as I got older I was like this is what sensuality looks like to me this is what sexuality like is like to me and how can I take that and make it modern and make it my own I I, I love incorporating dance, like dance is really big, like I I love to dance. And so incorporating dance the way Bollywood does a lot. A girl like me, you wouldn't really see in Bollywood. I'm not not like the darkest skin or anything, but I am still a little too uh, brown for Bollywood. Bollywood usually chooses very particular, like very pale women. Maybe I'll never be in Bollywood, but I'll make my own films and I'll make my own productions and I'll put it out there. Like, I will make my dreams come true. My music is a place for, like, my little girl to just go all out.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. When we're looking at your music videos, we're looking at your dreams.
2: Yeah, I'm a Pisces, you know? Like, that's that's literally all of my work. It's just, it's my dreams. It's It's how I envision the world to be.
0: You've shared with me that you you play every song for your father, except for one? Yeah. How does your father take to your music?
2: He's the most supportive person in my life. He accepts me for all that I am. When I'm upset, like I'm getting trolled about a song like Sanskari Ho. He was like, "Puja, if you put Picasso in front of a regular person, they're just going to think it's like some scratches on like a, a surface. And then he was like the same thing with you. Like your worth needs to be valued by people who see you.
0: Oh, Tugs on my heartstrings as a dad of a daughter. I always wonder who she's going to grow up to be, you know? And like, then I, it's not even a question, like whoever she is, I'm going to ideally take that approach.
2: You know, I actually did a podcast specifically on sexuality. And I listened to the whole thing with my dad. And after we had a really great conversation about sexuality.
0: To have that conversation, I imagine it's got to be ammo under your belt. Like, I've talked to my father about this. So what can an internet troll do to me, right? Is that the attitude that you have?
2: Yeah, I, I completely feel like that. Like, even when I played my dad the, the podcast, he looked at me and he was just like, I see you as a person. I understand you better as a person now. Like, I get it. You put your art before anything, and I respect that. I think it's amazing. Like he, because I've seen him shift as a person, you know, like I've seen him change a lot of ideas and things because I am so vocal about everything I do. I really thought to myself, like, wow, to be a brown man who's grown up in this culture that actively suppresses these kinds of thoughts, you sit there, not with just any woman, but your daughter. You listen to this and you not only accept it and accept me, but you admire me.
0: Much respect to Polivi, a.k.a. Fijiana. It's more than music, and you're using your art to influence people and question culture and to change mindsets and to move folks. Isn't that what we're here for? See so ya. Yeah, thank you for being brave enough to stand in it. Fijiana's latest project, a seven-track EP titled Thirst, dropped earlier this year and is available on all streaming platforms. For more on Fijiana, follow her at I Am Fijiana on Instagram or TikTok. That's spelled iam Fiji, like the country, A-N-A. The producer of this show is Madisal Medina-Kadena. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Our engagement team is made up of Ashley Ng, Justin Abrahimi, and Rhea Garawal. Kiana Mogadam is the senior producer of podcasts. KQD execs are David Marcus, Holly Kernan, and Jen Chien. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a good one. Peace. Right now, Nowish is a KQD production.